me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Life is all about balance. Balance between friends and family, work, being at home. Sure. And other things like recreational activities because, as you know, I can uh, really dive into projects, maybe even get obsessed with stuff, get lost. Yeah. And I've been doing that uh, playing video games again, Red Dead Redemption. So last night I told myself, uh, hard out at midnight. At midnight, you're going to stop what you're doing. You're going to save the game. You're done. And I'm proud of myself because I did that. Wow. Uh, I finished up whatever I was working on within the game, <laughs> hunting ducks so I can get duck fat so I can make uh, incendiary mm-hmm. bullets. That's right, baby. Something like so that. So you can kill those poker players that beat you again. Correct. <laughs> uh, so I saved my game and I'm done. But then I started doing other things. So now that my uh, game portion I want to keep is done, I decided to stroll on down to the cavalry fort and start throwing fire bottles and dynamite inside. Oh, yeah. Then I ran up to the hills and started sniping them. So you're like, I saved my game, and now this is the part where I get to run around and wreak havoc. Just wreaked havoc. and the best. Then I armed myself with two double-barrel shotguns with incendiary (laughs) rounds, rode around fighting the law, and I was like, all right, now i got to go to bed. I'm going to make sure I don't save this part. I'm going to go to bed. But then I accidentally stole a train. Accidentally. And then for two hours... (laughs) There's no way you can accidentally steal a train in that game. (laughs) For two hours, I proceeded to ride around the entire video game map on a train that I had stolen while lawmen were chasing me, and I would stop at choke points like bridges, (laughs) and then I would stop driving the train, and then just snipe and kill everyone, and then drive the train. One of my favorite things to do is to chase a train down, and you get your horse right up next to it, and you can jump off your horse onto Onto the train, train. but I love doing it like right before a bridge, and it's cruel because you send your your horse horse off the cliff, but it's also, it's not a save you're going to use, so... Yeah, it's also (laughs) It's just very action-packed. But I spent two... And a half more hours sure. on the game just causing ruckus. Well. Just, and, and I mean, sure, it makes you better at, at being in situations when you're actually playing the game. Yeah. But also, it was just dumb, because I really was just riding a train around, well, you shooting people. <laughs> well, you were no longer being productive in the game. I was being, yeah, I, I was being productive. <laughs> Did it feel good, though? You sort of let off a little steam there. No pun intended, I guess, with the trains and... I guess it's just more fun to use types of ammo and weapons that are rare so you save them and then end up not using them. But it was just fun riding around on a horse and then shooting when lawmen would come after you having an incendiary shotgun <laughs> round blow them yeah. up in their horse. It's video oh games, God. folks. Don't worry. So, it's not real. Uh, but again, I, I finally stopped myself from playing a game and then I stay up until 3 in the morning. Yeah. Playing a game. I did the exact same thing, so don't worry about okay, it. Okay, good, good. So we're in simpatico. Le- work life balance achieved. Relax, work is supposed to be fun. Today is National Have Fun at Work Day. So if you're going into the office or the work side or whatever your job might be, even if it's self employed, have fun. Oh, wow. Just like that. Yes. Just like that. Well, don't worry. If you uh, can't think of a good way to have fun at work, uh, like some of the things I've done in the past, which I just found an old video that surfaced, and we'll share that on the internet. Uh, we got some suggestions of how uh, to observe take your clothes fun off. at work day. Well, Woo. you can take your clothes off, Woo-hoo-hoo. but you will Woo. need to put them back on. If you're hosting a boss look-alike contest, so dress just like your boss and hope that you don't get fired. See the face I just made? That's the stink face. Okay. It's the stank face. What the F? How about this? <laughs> Should we dress up like Lawless, dude? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this? Oh, uh, man. Organize a chili cook-off and hope you don't get fired. <laughs> All right. We got a better one. That's how to? How to observe fun at workday. Go to office to office singing random songs. That's what you do. And hope you don't get fired. Uh, create a healthy potluck with a variety of fruits and veggies. 
Hope you don't get fired. Uh, set up a <laughs> cornhole game in the break room or yeah. any appropriate space. A little cornhole, a little, uh, little competition, a little backyard game's always fun. Mm. Uh, so set up a game, play it with your coworkers, and hope you don't get fired. And last but not least, celebrate the day all day long and have a good time at work and take your pictures. Use the hashtag, Look. hashtag fun at work day to post on social media. Hashtag I hope you don't get fired. I don't understand. I have fun at work every day. You know what I mean? We have fun here, Spencer. <laughs> Will you be my Valentine? And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Social cues? That's where we discuss internet things. And Emily, you've said there is a uh, recent debate and trend on the internet involving uh, Valentines and couples. There is. And it's it's very interesting to me. Um, so I've seen a lot of videos recently on TikTok and on Twitter of people being like making a basket to ask my girlfriend to be my Valentine or, yeah. you know, making my boyfriend dinner to ask if he wants to be my Valentine. And there's a polarizing thing where some people are like, oh, this is so cute. And no matter how long you've been together, you should be asking your significant other to be your Valentine. Sure. Once every few years. And then there's other people that are like, that's stupid. So like it's I, automatically they're obviously the Valentine, right? That's yeah. What yeah, they mean. yeah. Where yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, it's yeah. They're like, obviously of course the you're Valentine. My Valentine. So I don't really know what to think of this. It because seems needy if it's someone that needy. wants that. If you constantly have to be a Valentine every year in a long relationship, it's needy. However, I think it is a nice, fun, sweet thing to do occasionally to ask your your partner, your spouse you've been with forever to once in a blue moon on a Valentine. Yeah. Do it old school like your teenagers and first yeah. meeting. I think that's sweet, but I think doing it and requiring it every year and expecting it every year in reality is is it's just uh, laborious. Well, I understand that. I guess I get it. I was just going to say I think it's a case by case basis depending on your significant other if mm-hmm. they really would appreciate that and enjoy that. But who wouldn't appreciate that? Right. Well, I don't know. Some people are grumps like me and maybe don't need oh, to be asked. On. I'm sure that would make me feel better. If a cutie little girl brought you but flowers I'd, I'd or like, something one day. Yeah, of course I'd get all quiet yes, and my face would see? turn red and I'd be like, like that. whatever. And that's the thing is yeah. I think we, we forget when we're in long-term relationships that you should be spoiling your partner when you can. And although I will say. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I I'll give her a card and ask. And, and a what? I'll, I'll, get, I'll do a little like those old cards. Oh, an well, ask. An ask. ask. Yeah, but you're going to be like, you're going to try to be funny. Like, bitch, will you be my Valentine girl? Come no, on. I'll do yeah, it you're real. And, and you'll do to, a little accent with it. I'll go to H-E-B and get the heart-shaped steaks. <laughs> the heart-shaped steaks. <laughs> they do yeah, that. It's yeah, great. Yeah. And they, they're good cuts. Of really? Meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heart get shaped. the heart-shaped pizza with the heart-shaped steaks and everything mm, else. Yep. But I don't know. I've always hated Valentine's Day because I, I grew up in a, in a family that is not a gift-giving family. My parents, they don't like to do gifts. We barely even do Christmas. So it's dumb not. to have a made-up holiday that forces you to buy and do things. And I, I agree. Know. It is dumb because it's like, ugh, we're giving into all this like capitalism crap about like, oh, they just want us to buy cards and candy during this day. And yeah, it's like, don't we buy enough throughout the year? We, had, we just got done with the holiday season. But at the same time, <laughs> you know? if you can't even... Like, literally, America is giving you this holiday to be like, make sure to treat your significant other right this day, and you don't even do it. It's like, how do you, how do I expect that you're doing that every other day if you can't even do it on the one day that you're technically supposed to do it in a social atmosphere? I know a lot of dudes, and not maybe a couple of women, but a lot of dudes are like, you're supposed to take care of her, like, you're supposed to love but her they every don't. day. Yeah, they no, literally don't. I know. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's basically muscle memory. Oh, we're, you know, going to work and we're doing laundry and, you know, yes. just the normal stuff. So I get it. The world is giving you a special day to put that all aside and to plan something. So I think you should do it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess if you're. If, Buy something nice and do a getaway for your spouse mm-hmm. and then take your side chick out to eat. <laughs> That's what you do. That's what you do. You take the side chick out to eat. Yeah. And then uh-huh. you take the other one on vacation. Take her to Buffalo there Wild Wings. Buffalo Come on, girl. Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah. Nobody <laughs> will know. She'll just be a garlic. bro at that Love point. It. Yeah. Come home smelling like wings, a little, uh, 
What's, mm. that, what's that on your collar? Is that lipstick? No, no, no. Bitch. It's it's uh, the Asian Zing flavor. <laughs> yeah, sure. oh, it's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a reason they call me the Parmesan Popper, baby. Oh Whoa. my gosh! <laughs> Is I forgot that literally Parmesan. I forgot in your I had hands? a pocket full of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> what are you doing? There's like thirty of those. I, I didn't know. even tell you what we were talking about today, and you just have pockets full of I forgot, Parmesan. I forgot until I just thought of myself as the Parmesan Popper. Man, sometimes you amaze me. You are a comedian. <laughs> no, I'm not. Where I just like Parmesan. Oh, this is crazy. You hey, just read my brain. Go buy some nice, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Valentine's something. Day to me. <laughs> it's world record time. Your parenting advice and expert from the only one you can get it from, Matt Bearden on the Parent Pickup. Wow, you went full, like, news, news. radio. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, it's important, even though we're just lying. It's important to sound like you're a trusted person when it comes to education. Well, I found a 13-year-old Maine boy that is going to get your attention. Okay. And in a couple of ways. One, I thought we could talk about Lego. He's the one that trolled me on eBay. (laughs) Well, maybe. Probably. Here's what's uh, really cool. I know that you were really into the idea of maybe breaking a world record this year. Correct. I already have, I only have one so far. Uh, a 13-year-old Maine boy broke a Guinness World Record by assembling the 11,695-piece Lego world map in 9 hours, 14 minutes, and 49 seconds. Straight. I, I think you can do it way faster, way faster. And is there any better feeling than dunking on a, child. On a 13-year-old child? Yeah. That's a lot of stamina, though. Yeah. You know, they can they can sit at a table without having to empty their bladder every five minutes because they're not old. We're they can sit at a table well. without their back hurting. True. Their hands don't get True. arthritis from putting the little piece. They can't s- but I, I was can't gonna see say, the small pieces. I was going to say we're old enough and it's legal for us to afford stimulants too. <laughs> Wow. Energy drinks. Uh, I will say this: this Speed. kid, this is going to make you envious. This kid's at, when he was four years old, he got the Lego Death Star, which I know has got to upset you because that's a that's a high dollar item, isn't it? That's a it? big set. Yeah, absolutely. I'm you, you had to wait till you were thirty to afford that for yourself. Lego 40. Death Star. He's been attempting uh, and building Lego since then. The time to beat was twelve hours. He crushed it. Dude. I think you could beat him. I think it could beat him. CJ, you could get under an eight, or not under nine for sure, but definitely in the eight-hour range, I feel like. Man, speed building's not my thing, though. You're the one that came to us and said, guys, I really want to break a world record. I'm handing you one that's Lego. You can make kids excited. We can invite the the parents and the kids that listen to the parent pick. Lego's not a joke to me, all right? Plus, right. I want to do it eating something. So, however many Legos I can eat, okay, in an I hour. Think that, well, here's what. How, then, how about this for a world record that you can break and parents would enjoy? You walking across a mile of Lego brick. <laughs> a mile, man. That's a lot of Lego. Yeah, it is. That would be a lot. That would be awesome, though. Let's make it happen. Yeah. The longest Lego walk. We'd get you on the news. We could maybe promote a business or something. That's actually a really good one. And we could also break the world record of the most times that somebody goes, Mother effer. <laughs> I don't even know if I could walk a mile. <laughs> oh, no. It's the CJ Morgan Show. X. The best thing to serve if you're hosting a Super Bowl party. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat. That's right, year two of the Super Bowl snack bracket. What is the absolute best thing to have on the plastic fold-up poker table at your event while people are watching the game? We've had some uh, nominations thus far. At CJ Morgan's show on social media. Uh, last year's winner, Frito Pie slash Chili, of course, being retired. Mm. Here are some of the criteria because, again, the focus isn't the food, it is very necessary. Huge part of it, the focus is the game. You want something that's a one-hander, dip or dippable, tailgate food, meaning well, it travels, it's easy to set up, it's easy to prep, I that mean, sort of thing. I think the food is important, too. You don't want just little cups of yogurt. No, absolutely. It's not the focus. If you're having a barbecue, the brisket is the focus. This yeah. is secondary. Uh, light prep, quick cook time, crock potable maybe, and fun for all. Let's uh, go and look at some of the things that have been nominated thus far. 
on the uh, Facebook page at CJ Morgan Show. A couple people have gone on and nominated. So thank you. Good. Oh. Good callback to something I say on the internet. However, that's oh, okay. different. I, I use that to make fun of clickbait yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, aggregators owned in the Philippines or Nova Scotia. Also makes for a great dip. So you're not actually getting it. Uh, let's. Oh, Spencer nominated one. Did I? Uh, D's. So. Oh, that was a joke. Okay. I don't. I don't really care. That's good. Uh, some serious nominees we've had, and you can uh, select yours eight three five one one five. Just text us. Seven layer dip. Yeah, okay. Um, always good. A bunch of different dippables. And you can scoop around the things you don't want. True. Which is uh, always nice. I go down to three layers. I don't, I'm not going that deep. No need to until it's the end of the night. It's true. Had a friend whose mom, uh, Whitney, her mom made a seven layer dip in a small uh, kiddie pool oh. for a party <laughs> once. <laughs> I'm diving in there. You can't ruled. stop me. I, I'm surprised I didn't. Um, <laughs> last year's runner-up, Buffalo Wings, yes. on there, of course. Beautiful. Uh, chips and queso nominated. Last year, I think we had cheese dip, queso, but not just straight-up chips and queso. Smokies. That's right. Little oh, cheddar right Smokies. I easy to, to crock pot. I want to nominate that. That's it, perfect. I'm glad someone nominated. Yeah. Officially. Uh, meatballs made the list. Meatballs, of course, uh, according to a uh, website, the top Super Bowl snack. We'll find out. Uh, tamales. Sure, you got some oh, leftover from Christmas. Right That's, on. You could the very dippable, one-handed, perfect. Oh my god, perfect. Thank you for that one. Uh, pizza rolls, specifically the Totino's pop in the oven ones. <laughs> yeah, I know that seems like a Screw good football it, thing. Uh, pigs in a blanket. Yes, simple, easy. Also sliders, yeah. specifically oven sliders. Uh, someone nominated that on our Facebook, and it looks sure. like. You take some ham, cheese, and other things. You put it on a little piece of bread, throw yeah. it in the oven, let it warm up. Mm. Or be lazy if you want. Get the White Castle, the, the freezer section. Sliders are sliders, and uh, it fits all the criteria. We need 16 total. We're a few short, so if you have any nominations for the Super Bowl snack bracket, 512-835-1015, text us and let us know what we should include and who will be this year's top dog. Ooh, hot dogs. We forgot hot dogs. Oh, yes, put those in there. We're slowly getting closer to the biggest sports moment of the entire year. The world, the globe, the universe, the planet, the solar system, everything out there cares about the next football game coming up, the big game. But first, who will play in it? That's right. It's time for the sports bet. Matt Bearden is here to make his picks. Matt, currently in the lead, we have postponed our marathon Sprint. What are we calling that? The office decathlon thing? Yeah, whatever it is. Okay. I don't remember uh, the name. Point being, we can't do that right now. Uh, next week's physical challenge for a uh, bonus two points. Uh, we're going to do the pickle plop. I okay. think that sounds fun. We talked about that on Did You Know? But in uh, New Hampshire or Connecticut, one of them states, to be actually certified as a pickle, it has to actually bounce. So we're going to try that. But first, uh, let's get to the sports bet. Matt, I know you're not much of a sports guy. You're not an NFL guy, but you're a college guy. And what do you think about the fact that in both of the AFC and NFC championship games, the four NFL teams left, three of the quarterbacks are Big 12 quarterbacks? They are? Yeah. Well, I guess that's cool. Okay. No no, no input on that? No. I did, I did, you're just telling me a fact that I, I'm just learning. Thank you. Yeah, Jalen Hurts uh, from Oklahoma, also Alabama before that, so he counts as both. Uh, Joe Burrow with Cincinnati, of course, from LSU in the SEC. And then the uh, 49ers uh, backup, backup, third uh, on the roster, Brock Purdy from Iowa State. And then, uh, of course, from Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. So three okay. Big 12 quarterbacks. Um, a Big 12 quarterback's going to go to the Super Bowl. That's great for okay. Big 12 football, right? I guess. Hook them horns. That's that kind of stuff that I don't care about, I'm going to be honest with you. That, that's the kind of stuff that makes me tune out on uh, on sports there. Because once you graduate, it don't matter no more. I don't know. I just like watching the game. I mean, I don't. What's your favorite part of the game? Uh, drinking beer? Does that count? Absolutely. Does it count as a favorite part? I think so. Okay. Not like the old school days, though, where they were doing it on the sidelines. Where a guy would get drafted for the Chicago Bears out of out of Notre Dame, and instead he would work at the meat packing plant because he made more money and had a union, and then occasionally come play for the Bears when he got older know. and smoke I, cigarettes and drink beer. That's my favorite part of what you see old videos of baseball players where they're literally just like smoking cigarettes in the dugout while they're waiting to go up to bat. And I'm like, that is a hardcore different kind of dude. 
last time then. It is actually more like softball or whatever it is now because they were hanging out and doing it for fun. Yeah. Now those humans are are automatons. They're machines. Everything they eat, their workouts, all that is so precisely balanced because it because they're a multi-million dollar industry, uh, billion dollar industry, but the players themselves are their own specific function. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm so starting much. to zone out again. Okay, sorry. Uh, sports! It's time to make some sports bets for the big uh, championship uh, weekend. AFC champs, uh, NFC champs meeting in the Super Bowl, of course. Matt, did you know uh, we have three Big 12 quarterbacks? this just a second ago. Okay. Uh, let's pick the team starting with the NFC Championship. San Francisco versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles the number one seed this year. Uh, 49ers, I think, uh, moved their way up to number two, surpassing Minnesota. Who you got? San Fran or Philly? Philly. Philadelphia. Uh, now, because there's only two games and not four, and by law, we have to make four picks. Who do you think has more rushing yards, Christian McCaffrey or Jalen Hurts? Who do they play for? Uh, McCaffrey is the running back for San Francisco. Hertz is the quarterback for Philadelphia. Wait, you want me to put a running back against a quarterback? Correct. This is a pretty level bet. Oh, is it? Like I, one of that? That's a quarterback I, who runs a whole lot. Absolutely. I don't. I don't care. Okay. Well, McCaffrey or Hertz? Uh, I, McCaffrey. Okay. Where's which? Which? Who's he? He's the running back for the San Francisco 49ers, traded earlier in this year from uh, uh, his longtime place, Carolina Panther, Panthers. Uh, played Did you just at, say Panthers? Played at Stanford, the Cardinal. Uh, I thought I was picking the quarterback. All right, well, who cares? Uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Bengals, of course, last year's Super Bowl loser. A rough start to the season, then steamrolled their way into the playoffs and passed the Bills, the number two seed last week. Yeah, now I taking like, on Kansas City home. I, I told you that I like the I like those uh, that Cincinnati team. I like that Joe Burrow guy. Seems like a guy. Who, I don't know. I just say the Cincinnati Bengals. My fiance is furious at them because uh, they started doing a who day, a who day that that doubt them. Bill, oh, she's or, a she's a Saints fan. Yeah, right? which is who dat. And I was like, well, he gets to do it. He went to LSU, and we were both trying to. We were confused why Cincinnati was chanting who day, but yeah, they've they've co opted who dat, and it's who who day. But and the blowfish, <laughs> very much. Uh, last bet for this week. First touchdown, will it be Joe Burrow or Travis Kelsey? Who's Kelsey. Travis Kelsey? He is the tight end for Kansas City and also the number one go-to guy for Mahomes. Uh, Burrow, obviously the quarterback for... Yeah, let's say that that tight end guy. Tight end? Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey. So there you go. Matt Spets, he picks Philly to go to the Super Bowl over San Fran. He thinks McCaffrey for the 49ers will have more rushing yards than Jalen Hurts. Cincinnati beating Kansas City, which Mahomes is a little busted up. Did you know, Matt? Uh, Mahomes is a Big 12 quarterback. There are three Big 12 quarterbacks... Uh, in the championship, uh, the the conference championship games, Bones went to Texas Tech, which is in Lubbock. Spencer, will you do me a favor? Will you let management know that I quit? Outer space, dinosaurs, and Adam Driver. It's exactly what America needs. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that... Adam, a nerd. We've got another movie with Adam Driver, the oh-so-sexy star of Girls, uh, ex-Marine, by the way, that has gone Kylo, on... Kylo Ren, don't forget. Oh, don't forget about Kylo Ren. Don't forget about the really sad uh, marriage story. Where he punched the wall. They, yeah, I, oh, dude, he's been in a lot of things, and I really like him. And as a matter of fact, the best thing about the most recent trilogy, the end of the Skywalker story, was Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. Because you had a conflicted, emotional brat of a little boy that was both in power and control, but also completely in conflict. Adam Driver was great in that. I agree. They they screwed that that whole thing up. Mm, And switching director, director, switching tone. Mm. And Finn, I was so excited to see what Finn was going to be. And they're like, oh, he's just a dude there now. He has the force, too. Anyway, come on. I know this is Nerd Report, at least. We can... We can nerd out over it. And and listen, there were great, great things about that movie. But there's just more things they could have expanded on. General Pride, 
who was in the very last one, he was the closest Empire villain I've seen to Tarkin in a long time. Yeah. The entire uh, almost World War II-like bombing sequence of the planet. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, Princess Leia was great in it, bringing of back old she was. Luke. Like mm-hmm. There were so many wonderful things, but also... So many dumb things that that made it awkward. Kylo Ren, not one of those. Adam Driver, not one of those. And Probably now we got it back. Visually, I think one of my favorite scenes is when they're on that salt planet in, uh, was it The Last Crate? Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, and it just looks so visually exciting with those crazy-looking, like, ships that are sort of, like, on a stilt, basically. And the crystal and foxes. Riding through the, the salt. Ah. Oh. If only it was a good movie. And then uh, my favorite gif I like to send to people is uh, Adam Driver going, more! (laughs) Uh, But he's in a new movie. It's called 65. It has Adam Driver in it. It's a sci-fi thriller where he ends up in outer space. He adopts a a young girl after a travel goes awry. They land on a planet, and good news, this planet that they land on, they they are finally safe and saved. It's got breathable air. It's got water. Unfortunately, Uh it's got dinosaurs. Uh, That doesn't make any sense. Well, because somehow, thanks to time dilation, they traveled back. Let's get a little peek of the trailer, which is uh, the new Adam Driver movie, 65. Does it sound like quiet, or does it sound like trash? (laughs) Yes. Does it have Adam Driver saving it? I think so. Here we go. There's something alien out there. Sam Raimi directs it. Charter 373. This is Commander Mills. My ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid. Oh, I love that sound. The weird. The claxons. <laughs> Transporting 35 passengers. <laughs> on a long-range exploratory mission. Send help. Okay, where's the dinosaur? There will be dinosaurs. Where's the dinosaur? How I, do you know? I do hope I didn't just spoil it and no, not include... I, I'm looking at the poster for the movie. There's a dinosaur clearly in this shot. So, okay. Um, so how did they, they get the there? Very end. Uh, quick correction. Sam Raimi is producer. Oh. And oh there's a dinosaur. A uh, Velociraptor. Ah. Are going to get home. Oh, finally. Yes, yeah, so they uh, they accidentally find Earth uh, 65 million years ago, and, there's, and they're, oh, they're, oh, they're, they're fighting dinosaurs together. Okay. Cool. Uh, I thought cool. when he said Sam Raimi is directing, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be so camp and crazy, but he's just the producer. He's just the producer. Uh, okay. I'm not familiar with these two directors, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, but, well, eh, I don't know, man. Looks like it might be fun, though. See, uh, sure. that's what we need this- is Adam Driver. They were co-writers. Uh, well, it looks like he co-wrote The Quiet Place, so maybe there's going to be some oh, fun okay. tension and suspense, cool. too, so... Yeah, this this cool. movie seems like if you were playing Our little boy, my gonna nephew's say, gonna love this. If you were playing Yahtzee and you just threw in a bunch of dice that had different like boy keywords in it, and you shook it up and <laughs> you put space, and you were like dinosaur, outer space, dinosaur, guns, guns, and guy then from attractive, Star Wars. yeah, attractive guy <laughs> and there you go, Yahtzee. And so that's what this movie feels like. I'll be honest. Nothing about this seems interesting to me personally. <laughs> this doesn't, this isn't my thing, but I'm so glad that you guys are excited. Emily, now yes. that we have a new sound effect, I want you to s- say those slower. Key part, I'll be honest, and then I'm going to do the sound effect, and that's how we're going to start being more dramatic on the show. You ready? Okay, ready? Emily has a revelation. I'll be honest. I don't care. Is that is that what you wanted? Did it sound cooler with the sounds though? It the did. Rrrr. It did. <laughs> Funny, random, weird. The CJ Morgan Show, 101X. Not sure if you've picked up an Austin Chronicle this week or seen some of the controversy floating around the internet, but I guess since we are 101X and it's uh, heavily about us, it's time to address it. So joining me on the radio now. Virgil and Lisa, both from Fallout Theater. Hello. Thank you for coming here. Hello. Hey uh, why was the Chronicle mean to the radio? Well, um, I, I'm not 100% sure. That's all I have to oh, say. Okay. okay. Thank you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, was it weird to be on the cover issue 
and then completely get trumped by uh, them making fun of the radio. Did we get trumped? I don't think so. I no, don't uh, think so. Uh, mm-hmm. Fallout Theater mm-hmm. is on the uh, the cover of the Austin Chronicle. If you've never been to Fallout, it is an absolutely wonderful space. Downtown, but not too much in the middle of the... Uh, the, the suck zone, as, uh, oh, we, as are, we might yeah. call it. Um, yeah. It's a really cool theater. They do comedy. They do improv, all sorts of live shows. They also teach improv and uh, do so much more. Virgil, you're one of the people that have not just... You're an owner of Fallout Theater, but you've been involved in the improv scene in Austin for a very long time. What do you think kind of sets Fallout Theater apart from other venues and, and such? Hmm. You know, I, th- I think uh, what what kind of sets us apart is um, uh, one of our earliest missions was to try and sort of elevate the sustainability of, of Austin comedy for the people that perform. Um, but I, I remember when I joined, everything was like BYOB Open donation oh, yeah. gas stations, five dollar yeah. shows kind yeah. of thing. And you, you know, had a lot of venues that would take advantage of people who weren't necessarily performers who were up and coming. But would then be like, "Hey, put on a show for us," and you Here's know, a lot two of drink lot of, tickets, two drink yeah, tickets, exactly. people wouldn't get paid. So you get nothing. Maybe maybe a ten spot. You know, <laughs> yeah, months nice. of like internships to to right. get to labor work for free. And, yeah. Oh yeah, I did that. That's how I paid for my classes every single level by <laughs> doing an just being the janitor. Basically, That's where I started. For yeah, yeah. I, I was running the door for a bit, and then I got a spot on a Monday night show, and then uh, we overthrew the previous. Overlords and uh, Whew, thank goodness. landed in ownership. Uh, yeah, but like uh, our, our, you know, early on, we were like, we need to find a way to increase ticket prices, not you know just to like line our own pockets because I don't get paid nothing. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, um, but it, it was to start paying out like a percentage um, to every single showrunner, even if they only sold like five tickets, you're still getting a percentage of that and doing that across the board. And you know now showrunners are getting uh, paid a lot more. Um, the staff and performers get paid before ownership every single time. That, that's awesome. awesome. And you don't see that a lot because it's not just with comedy and improv, but live music too. There are so many uh, ways in which performers and artists are, are taken advantage of. So that's that's awesome to see. And and the space itself is great. It's uh, it's kind of downstairs in uh, in the basement of the, uh, is it the, the Freemasons? Yeah, the or Austin the York Rite of Freemasons. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's already got a really it's cool, cool vibe to it, but the, the yeah. stage setup, everything is is great. And like I said, it's, it's right downtown, but not quite in the middle of Dirty Six. And just recently, the Austin Chronicle, uh, shout out to Valerie, did a, a story on kind of the, uh, the Fallout Theater and the great, you know, sort of ambitions and the the different take and the things that the, they're doing down there. And Lisa, you were on the cover of the Chronicle, which is a pretty big thing. Yeah, it is. It feels weird. She's my cover girl, along with uh, a lot of the other owners also featured on the cover. Virgil, you, they left you out. Mysteriously they, absent. Yeah, they, they did not. Why? Now, why is of, of the uh, the five owners? You're not there. Well, Why did Lisa do this to you? You see, I was on a spiritual journey in Peru. Nice. Um, I was uh, learning comedy uh, from uh, Giancarlo Despacito. Okay. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. Workshopping with him. We Let's started see. in Chile in his hometown, and we just moved up South America. Just all yeah. the way up the Andes Mountains all to where com- <laughs> comedy enlightenment is achieved. Yeah, so, no, really, I was. I just couldn't get off of work that day, so <laughs> I okay. did, didn't know it was going to be on the cover. Uh, my- but spiritually... <laughs> They're there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, Spiritually. My next thing is it's not just a venue, but you also teach improv. I think Lisa taught you and Spencer here oh, yeah. improv. I did. Uh, Ooh, now, a long at, time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. My, my big think. thing that I've noticed is as a level one improv performer, is it a rite of passage at Fallout Theater to have a Facebook profile picture where you're standing behind the window on the stage? <laughs> is that Or is that required oh. or... I mean, it's it's a very Instagrammable moment. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. I'm, on stage. I'm on a stage, right? Yeah. It I is think, a very uh, nice stage. That nice wood paneling that yeah. Carlos put up, you know? It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's the, a pretty good, damn cool place. The um, old window was just like a hole in a wall, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this that, one like, looks intentional. It looks like an actual <laughs> venue. Before, it looked like a party place. It, uh, so it's a little more... Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah no, oh. no comment on the old one. What sort of things do we have... 
coming up to look forward to at Fallout Theater in uh, in the coming months and uh, years. I know there's a big project to incorporate a, a full service bar mm-hmm. uh, and then sort of things like that. But what can we see? You know, there's stuff there every night, right? Yeah, there's stuff there every night. Um, we have a lot of standing shows that are there regularly. Uh, since they're here, I would I would love for Virgil to talk about um, Yawi Asian, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, so I'm a I'm a member of, um, to our knowledge, the only all Asian American uh, uh, improv troupe in Texas possibly even south of the Mason-Dixon line. If there are other ones out there listening, please email us. Join we, us. We want to know who you are. Uh, but yeah, we perform every first Friday of the month uh, at Fallout Theater, uh, 8 p.m. Tickets online. There's my selfless plug. That's um, a week from today. It is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this, dang, I need to prep for that show. <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, well, we've got all, all kinds of great shows there. Um, the, there's Sure Thing every Friday. Mm, um, yes. At nine thirty, one of one of the, if not the best stand up show in town. Uh, Duncan and Brendan K O'Grady are both uh, been doing that for a very long legends. time. Oh, yeah. Absolute yeah. legends. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of regular shows. There's um, I can't, I can't say it on the radio, but every Monday night there's a show called F. This, this week, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a real there's slide in the DMs real draw. has been there mm-hmm. uh, garage improv mm-hmm. and it's a it's a good mix of improv comedy. Guests from out of town. Weird all, shows. All like, sorts of, of stuff. Shows. And if you want to learn to work with the group and do sketches and do improv, uh, you can take improv classes there. If you have a business that you want to do your company, teach them improv. That would be a great uh, great uh, work, work teaching thing, right? How to be humans again after, yeah. after years of lockdown. down in this sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging with us. And uh, before you go, uh, Spencer, go ahead. I uh, just wanted to say this... Uh, I, when I performed back there and did improv and stuff, this was a cool community for weirdos. If you have any sort of interest, people that in have just moved to Austin and want to make friends, but it was like, a place that sort of made me feel a little bit like a second home for a bit while I was struggling with a lot of things and also trying to get my creative outlet outlet. And if you have any interest in that, I suggest you sign up for some classes. And even if you don't, definitely come check out some of the shows. There's a lot of amazing performers and just decent people. And people that you can learn from that Absolutely. are, you know, like, Vanessa Gonzalez is, is blowing oh up. There's so many She's people amazing. that names you've heard. Uh, real quick, before we go, I want to remind you all to check out Fallout Theater. Uh, pick up an edition of the Austin Chronicle where you can read the great story about it and then throw it away after that. Just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> come but on, man. I still need when, to get a copy. When you have someone like Spencer who's not funny how do you make them entertaining on stage does he just play a, a role of like the big uh, bodyguard uh, for my first there's four there's five levels of classes okay. uh, my first four levels all I was was just a frustrated guy <laughs> it wasn't until my fifth level with uh, our friend Michael Folk that I finally opened up and blossomed. Out. Now, and it, when there's someone who's really entertaining like me, but is more of a single character that I can kind of fill a whole stage with my presence in comedy, how mm. does the rest of the group help me make myself better? Uh, you a, would be the the bigger problem of yeah. those two. It's issues. a bit like the army. You got to break that one down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, see, we put you in Lisa's class. Lisa's yeah. <laughs> level four was oh. infamous. I, I heard some oh things God, about yeah. that. Uh, but there you go. Uh, please check out Fallout Theater. It's a it's a great place, and absolutely love uh, seeing some shows there. And you should too. And of course, uh, great community. If you want to get into improv and sort of learn that. Uh, thing. If you want to be a stand-up, if you want to be an actor, improv is a great place uh, to either use as a stepping point or just to, to develop and grow and then do your own improv thing. So check out Fall Theater. Check out The Chronicle, which misspelled uh, Nick Haida's name. Actually didn't even put him in it, but there you go. Thank you, uh, <laughs> oh Lisa God. Virgil from Fallout <laughs> Theater. Thanks, you. Well, guys, we are getting to the end of my life. I'm about to turn 25. Oh, gross. Oh, no. Quarter life crises. Yeah. Well, not until May. So I still have some time okay, before good. the so end party. of my... Uh, <laughs> but exactly. Before the end of my, my 20s. Uh, or I guess the end of the beginning of the middle of my... Anyways, I have had 
I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm about to turn 25. I know my knees are about to give out. My back. I've seen you, CJ. Sorry. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, hey, yeah. most most adults, uh, their brains finish uh, maturing around 25. Yeah, so I know. That's what I mean. A, is a I'm still young gone. and dumb, and I want to. want to party. I want to party before my brain starts thinking about things that are important in and, life. And so, all fair, you were talking about traveling. Yes. That's your experience, but that's not fair. You've already done a whole European vacation. I know, but that was when I was freshly 21, and since then I really haven't gone on a big trip and I feel like there are specific places mostly I'm thinking of ones in the United States that are more fun to go to when you're young and you're stupid and I want to go to those mm. before I get too old and too smart. New Orleans. You've been to New Orleans. New though. Orleans, Las Vegas. Right. See, and that's what I mean is New Orleans, oh, Las man. Vegas, Damn, New food. York City, maybe even Hawaii, like on a cruise. Hawaii's great. But I'm trying to pick just one because okay. I'm about to turn 25. I'm, my time is running out. Okay. I need I need the one ultimate, like, where is the dumbest place I should travel and I will enjoy it. Branson, Missouri. Why? No, I, I think so, she means dumb fun. I was just, thinking <laughs> dumb. I was thinking <laughs> internationally because I want to oh, go to New okay. Zealand, Iceland. I want to go to Ghana. But those I, I feel like I would enjoy when I'm older Let, too. Yeah, right? let's talk about just just internationally party things. I have uh, two suggestions um, that are a lot of fun. One of which I am an expert in, and that would be Las Vegas. I've there never is, been to Vegas. There is any and everything you can do in Vegas. Um, you can usually get better flights and hotel pricing because they just want to get you in. Mm -hmm. um, Vegas is one of those trips where getting there is cheap. Everything else is not. But I would still splurge. I would, if you're going to upgrade a hotel room, do it in Vegas. If uh, you're going to stay at a nice place, do it in Vegas. If you're going to eat a nice meal, do it in yeah. Vegas. There's Save lots of nice restaurants there's there. Lot, the Vegas caters to everyone. Yeah. But the wealthy, fun, now that I've had that high life, it is great. Or yeah. you do the straight up dirt bag Vegas, which yeah. I That's also love. Circus, circus. Oh, God. I was going to say, like, do I, I see videos stay of. Stay on Fremont. Um, yeah. Go to the Dollar Hot Dog Place. You don't want to stay there after 6 p.m., though. Oh. Um, oh. Vegas Should would be a great one to. <laughs> Get out fun. Plus, you like dancing. I so love there are, dancing. There are a lot of fun nightclubs you can dance I love at. Shows. There are a lot of pool parties. There are yeah. a ton oh, of parties. shows. There's both uh, stage magic and street magic. Street you can mix magic. It up. Yeah, you can find random dudes doing magic to crowds in the Whether street. You're it's crazy. Gambler or not, gambling is fun. Yeah, um, I, I don't know about gambling, and that's why I haven't ever thought of Vegas. Is because I don't. Like gambling my money away. You don't have to, but it, it it's fun to throw fun. some coins in a slot or in roulette. Um, it's just fun. We, I, when I go, I know I'm going to lose it. And if I do win some, that's fun, fine, whatever. But yeah. I really am only good at blackjack. You're paying to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> Rather yeah. than, so like, I'll have, you know, we go with a friend group a lot, and some people, they'll spend a couple hundred dollars to go and see the Jabberwockies or a dance show. The Jabberwockies? We'll spend a couple of, it's like a dance group. Um, Sounds like or, or like Cirque du Soleil or something like that. Blue Man Group, baby. Um, <laughs> we'll go spend a couple hundred to sit at a blackjack table for yeah. four hours and mm -hmm. then I'll lose and, my money and go ride the roller coaster in New York, the, New York. The good thing about a lot of these places, even slots and stuff, is you can sit there and spend very little money and wait, wait staff will come up and be like, you want a drink? Free really? Drink. You drink free? just need a little tip you money. Tip? Uh, you definitely yeah, should you just to be nice. The oh. thing is, though, is that has changed a little bit because yeah. now um, if you're at a bar playing video poker was the best way to get free drinks, but now they print tickets at right. random. So if you don't oh. know the bartenders, it, it it's it's a little more the free drinking thing's tough, but that's okay because you can go to Walgreens, buy all the liquor and beer you need, Whoa, take it to your Walgreens. hotel room. Oh, yeah, Walgreens, yeah. CBS. So they're Walgreens all on the right street. There. Yeah. You go, you get water, you get candy, you get snacks, you get things for your room, you get booze. Oh my gosh. Plus, also, if if you want to walk around and drink but not gamble, you run up to your room, you grab a glass, fill it with ice, and then fill up your cocktail and just walk around and drink. You can yeah. drink anywhere in Vegas. That's insane. It is. So are you saying that you had a better time in Vegas when you were younger, though? Like, do you think that me going now before I'm 25 or 26 or 27... Do you think I'm going to have... They've got a, something for more, everyone. It'll you be, think it I'll have a better matter. time, though? It'll primarily be better because you are younger and will have more energy to stay See, up a little longer yeah. if you want to. Because I thought of Vegas because I've seen some videos recently of people my age on TikTok get, going to Vegas for 24 hours. 
where they would just fly to Vegas. Then they wouldn't sleep and they would just do Vegas all day, all day, and then get on a super late flight the next day. When you're younger, you can do. We used to call. And do you do, think I could do that? We used to call oh, it doing suicide trips, but to me. Even when I've done, I think 36 hours was a recent thing we did. 36 hours? To me, that's not as much fun. No. Because going through the goddamn airport in itself is so stressful. If I'm getting on a plane, I want to stay a certain amount of days. I don't because I hate airport travel so much. To me, a short thing's not worth it. If you were doing a road trip... To, you know, if you're driving to like Baton Rouge mm-hmm. to do or New Orleans, New Orleans, maybe you could do 24 hours. It's only eight hours. If you were doing a road trip somewhere and getting in and out, that's one thing. But flying and dealing with that crap, to me, it's not worth it. No. Uh, plus, there's so much to do. Yeah. You never want to stay you more should. than three days. Really? Three days is too much. You will yeah. feel the burn. I think you'll be a little worn out by then. But there, there's so really? much. You may not since you're younger than us. That's but. what I'm saying. Maybe <laughs> I should do a whole two I, weeks in Vegas. No, no, no. Not no. That long. I would oh. do three days. <laughs> and what I'd say I would a week do, at most. But sorry, a, go ahead. I would pick a, a good uh, a good casino to stay at. Mm-hmm. One that's right in the center of the action. MGM Grand, the Cosmo, um, something like right there. Maybe even the classic Bellagio so you could see the fountains. And what I would do is I I would plan out a three-day trip. I would do one day where it is sightseeing, walking the strip, doing the tourist things. Then I would pick a day to do dirtbag things, like go to the <laughs> go to the dive bars. Oh, I yeah. want to go to Thunder Down go, Under. Go, do a little gambling. Always maybe. do a Fremont trip. Um, yeah. Okay. Old, old strip. That's a classic strip. And then like yeah. pick a night where you treat yourself to a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice dinner. And you treat or yourself a, to an a, expensive perhaps dinner. Perhaps a nice lunch buffet as well. There are yeah. some places they with do really buffets. nice they, buffets. They do all those like celebrity chef. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Emeril Lagasse, yeah. Wolfgang Pog, even Gordon Ramsay, they've got places out there. Are. Listen, yeah. it's all crap food, and oh. no matter what. It's good. But, but it's my all, 24-year-old body um, will be able to handle it. <laughs> and then I would also plan some time to do like a pool spa day. Uh, three, oh, that's three, nice. three days is ideal, that. and you will get a lot and enough in three days that will make you feel great. Uh, we ran out of time, but my next suggestion I'm going to sell you on is a cruise. Mm. The Vegas of the sea. But that's for old people. No, surprisingly not. That's for old people. Did you know? Where we discover facts, we find things out together. Uh, Yesterday, we kind of, as a group, you don't just find out random facts from the internet. You find stuff out about yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, the three of us, uh, Matt and I in particular, discovered that the the movies we owned as children that our parents had bought weren't necessarily the Warner Brothers Disney classics we thought they were. Turns out they came from grocery stores yeah. often. And uh-huh. they, were ter- they tended to be garbage movies. Garbage so, some movies. Some of them from Mexico, some of them from Germany. <laughs> a- absolutely. And the thing that I, I didn't bring up yesterday that I wanted to start today with is, uh, did you know as a child, a lot of these movies and things that are stuck in my head come from another source of babysitting slash B-movies, but USA used to have um, a late-night thing that was, like, up all night, uh, hosted, I, I forget her name, they used to host it, but it was a bunch of just B-movies, raunchy B-movies. Night Flight. And I would watch all those all the time because that's just what was on at night. And if right. my parents had friends over, we would be with the other kids in a room watching TV, and it was these USA up all night movies. Yeah. Corvette Summer. Oh, man, I don't remember that one. Yeah. There's some bizarre ones I, I remember. Midnight and... Madness? No, no. Midnight Madness had uh, Michael J. Fox, Dude. and I think it was the first movie he was ever... There were all these like terrible movies. I think they were probably from the 80s, like 80 teens romps. <laughs> and uh, they were pretty terrible, but that was the kind of stuff that was up on free TV, midnight... Especially, like, I'd get home from the bars. I never had cable. That's what I was watching. Hey, did you know? Did I know? Americans spend almost $100 billion a year on... Is it books? Is it movies? Is it music? Is it video games? Is it tickets to sporting events? Mm-mm. No, you take all that money and combine it. It still doesn't add up to $100 billion. We spend more than $100 billion a year on lottery tickets. <laughs> Lotto tickets! America! Yeah, yeah. All we, right, we here did we go. do this one, but it's important to reiterate that lottery tickets very important. Oh, we did very that already. Spencer and I did. You were you were asleep, old man. Son of a. You know what the lotto is for my parents? It's a retirement plan. It is literally <laughs> what my dad says. Is is uh, he's like, we'll go buy 
uh, iced tea and cokes from the gas station. I'm like, Dad, you don't need a lot of tickets. It's a Tuesday. He's like, Boy, this is, this is my retirement. This is your inheritance. He's getting closer to needing that, isn't he? Very <laughs> much so. Oh, Spinny, sweet. give us a did you know. Uh, let me see here. Did you know until the wire whisk was popularized in the 19th century, you know, that vigorous mixing tool, uh, the mixing was usually accomplished using birch branches, knives, or bundles of straw. Oh, thank you very much. See, now, we may not have done that one before, but I'm going to be honest with you. That one sucked. Kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah, why is that fact even on the internet? Who cares? Yeah, couldn't you just mix something by putting your hand in there? Yeah, but that's, you know, dirty. I, I let, me just put a, let me put an outdoor uh, object in there instead. Branches, right. dirt. Uh, Did you know? Uh, I just discovered the bee movie that really stuck in my head. So many of these I've tried to have sleuths find on the internet. Did you say sleuths? Sleuths. Sleuths. Carmen Sandiego. Whatever. Uh, but Gumsh- I re- Gumshoes. Do you remember this one, Gumshoe, Matt? Uh, this was either a USA Up All Night or a bee movie I watched way too young. Uh, and people were able to suss it out on, on the website for me. Desire and Hell at the Sunset Motel. Don't remember that. One at okay, all. okay, that was a it was a weird cult classic one that I probably shouldn't have watched as a kid. And scary. Oh man, it's a horror movie. No, it's a it's a sexy. thriller, sexy killer mm. kind of thing. It had uh, not. Okay, never mind. Go on, go on, go you on. Want what's one his, last one? What's last his one? name from the New York Dolls? Was in it. What's his name from the New York Dolls with the hair? The band. Last one. David Johansson. That's it. <laughs> Americans spend. Did you know? Americans spend almost $100 billion a year on the lottery. Did you guys know that? Damn, that's a lot, Matt. How yeah. much? $100 billion. Now, what is the lottery? Five nutrition myths doctors are sick of hearing. How are we supposed to make money on the Internet? The Internet? That thing's still around. How do other people make money on the Internet? We'd have to put something up on the Internet that everyone would find fascinating. Wait, I've got it. Computer load up celery man, please. Yes. You see the dumb articles on the internet, you click on them, you read them, you're like, why the hell did I click on that? Now they have all my info. Well, we do it for you. It's Clickbait Corner. Emily is healthy. You heard me right. Emily is healthy. And uh, what specifically what I mean by that and why I like you for this clickbait oh, is okay. uh, you uh, know about nutrition. And I do. you are one of the people. I've seen you spike up when... Uh, something is said on the internet or in this room. And oh my God! You, you fad were very diets, science ma- nutrition based. Fad diets make me want to punch a wall. That's stupid. Keto. Here, I'm gonna put this out here. Keto. It's not real. It's not, not a healthy diet. It's not no. Healthy. Literally, don't do it. You are hurting your body Neither for absolutely no or, reason. Yeah, you realize your muscles will start degrading. Uh, you'll start losing muscle mass if yes. you're working out when you're doing keto. Your body's gonna yes. eat you if you do it for too long. Just you're talk harming a couple to of your a organs. dietitian. Oh my god! Like it's not that hard to talk to a professional. Anyways, yes, I like health. We, I like we working out. We find out that these uh, <laughs> things that cut a lot of weight are bad for Reese Atkins. Was mm-hmm. another big one back in the day. Uh, these are just nutrition myths. Doctors are sick of hearing this clickbait actually coming from the New York Times. Here we go. Uh, Myth number one, fresh fruit is healthier than frozen. No. No. Uh, Same thing with veggies. The reason they say that is that the canned stuff has added sugar, but in general, canned, frozen, and dried fruit all have the same nutrients as fresh fruit. And as you know, fresh fruit also has sugar. Yeah, Natural sugar everything has sugar. Your body needs sugar sometimes. Oh, you just my, can't have a lot of... My body know. had a couple of Reese's cups on the way in. Oh, right yeah. On. I only get the big <laughs> ones now. Yeah, and your body needed that one. Sometimes so. I eat around the chocolate and spit the chocolate out, and then I just have that the peanut tasty butter? peanut butter. To, they sell just the peanut butter. It's not the same. Oh. It's not the same as the inside yeah, peanut butter. It's not that weird powdery, oh, like, dang. crumbly. It's a flake, yeah. And I can always it's tell. Like, it's like uh, peanut butter rations. It's like, no, <laughs> yeah. peanut butter rations. <laughs> you get an MRE or whatever. Well, I forget what they're called. Yeah, Not military. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny because that peanut butter also goes bad differently. Okay. Where if you buy it out of a vending machine or sometimes at gas stations, like it's it's whiter and it's flake and it's lost the, the sweetness yeah. to it. Uh, anyhow, yeah, there you go. Fresh food, fresh fruit and frozen veggies, frozen. You're all getting the same stuff. Frozen right. stuff's also a lot cheaper. Myth number two, plant-based milk is healthier than cow's milk. Mm. 
I did not know this. Again, this is according to the New York Times. It says it does have fewer calories and less fat, but cow's milk has more than twice the protein. Yes. Some of the plant-based versions also have added salt, sugar, so be careful, and added preservatives, which yep. the salt would be the preservative. And uh, here's another little fun fact. Uh, if you are somebody at home that wants to make your own plant-based milks, just be careful because, yes, it is potentially cheaper but it's not necessarily healthier because when you buy plant-based milks at the grocery store, they add all of those extra things in them so that you can get the amount of protein that you need in a serving. And so it doesn't taste like garbage. Yeah, and so if you make it from home, you're not going to be you're not going to have those added things in there, but essentially they're better for you because it oh. adds all the nutrients back into the milk that you're missing from real milk. So, oh, wow. so let's be honest, fact. there is wow. only one really good plant-based milk and it comes from poppy. It comes from the poppy flowers. Oh. It's an opium joke. Oh, yeah, I, you're, uh, drugs. I don't know. I'm milk with a poppy. I thought you were making a Game of Thrones thing. I mean, oh. same thing. If it's opium, it'll mess your brain up. Uh, myth number three never give a toddler peanuts. We used to think eating them too early in life gave kids allergies, but now the experts think it's the opposite that feeding them stuff with peanuts will help them avoid allergies. I'm assuming because it'll build up a tolerance, tolerance. or yeah. natural immune things. Uh, Myth number four, it's really hard for vegetarians to get enough protein. That's not true. As long as you eat a mix of veggies, it's easier than most people think. Nuts, grains, and beans have a lot of proteins. It's very bizarre. The... I think humans love living in extremes because I've had several friends that you see going from meat eaters to like, I'm only vegan, I'm only plant, and they Mm. really go hard on it. I've seen the same with, with... Friends that are vegetarians and vegans have turned to like the core only diet. That's weird. And even the raw meat kind of thing. No, don't say that. The whole thing that you heard on even the commercials that were tricking us into. You know, milk of being a part of a breakfast along with bacon oh, and yeah, steak. Oh yeah, the Got Milk campaign. Oh, yeah. A balanced breakfast. They, they said a well, a well balanced diet. There, balance. You need yeah. balance. Is Moderation. the key word. And Thank you. Yes, and even if you take out meat in your diet, you can still have a balanced diet, like it's saying, because you can still have enough protein. Yeah, doctor, you just got to make sure. Doctor told me to eat at least one or two meals a week that aren't meat based. Which yeah. is which again, which is, is healthier good. and healthy because you mean blood pressure down. Meat and even mm-hmm. the car, like the cooking process, there are bad things about meat. There are also good things about meat. There's, it's all bad. It's all good. The point is, as Spencer said, balance, moderation. Myth number five, basic nutrition advice changes constantly. Uh, what they say is the basic advice hasn't actually changed much since the 1950s. We don't, just stopped, started ignoring it, huh? Don't eat too much and try to eat more plants than meat. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, this it's, not, it's not that hard. A very healthier kind of sort of clickbait corner. They left off one of my favorites that I've uh, really learned uh, that I think we're all learning more about is the whole MSG myth. Um, oh, yeah. That is based in a little bit of... Uh, oh, God. Uh, East r- racism. A little jingoism, towards, I guess. It's, towards um, East. Yeah. it's delicious. Yeah. It's also just, it, it's just salt. It, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it is very much a flavor enhancer that does what all spices do. It chemically changes and enhances and interacts with the mm-hmm. things in your body chemistry to make it, uh, you, your receptors take it differently. Point being, give me some food. Yeah, I know. Point being, I'm hungry now. now. Astro Forge. It's uh, not a loop. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird, wired, or woke? We're going to find out here with Matt Bearden. Uh, There is an asteroid mining startup called Astroforge, and they're going to start launching some stuff into space twice this year. They want to do what the movies of the 90s or early 2000s told us that we could do and was our right Mine on the moon. Uh, not the moon. They want to go and asteroids, land yeah. on asteroids. They say it is a, there is a limitless amount of precious minerals in deep space. But is it? have we found a way to make it cost effective? That was always the issue is that it could be the limitless amount of the most expensive metals, but getting up there, mining it, and getting it back Both. was never... Fuel costs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we landed on an asteroid yeah, last year. We did. We know how to do it. 
Well, but I'm saying is it's it's not cost effective for as a business operation, like as a scientific exploration. You never thing. built an Estes rocket growing up? Oh yeah, it's not cost effective because that <laughs> thing is gone. Uh, they say that they believe that they're going to be able to start making money. Now remember too, a lot of the elements are becoming more and more limited on the planet. And when I say the elements, I don't mean all elements. I mean some of these specific elements that are used in uh, creating some of our like computing and uh, phones, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they say, hey, look, there are elements there. We think we're going to be able to do it. They're just going to send stuff up to the asteroid belt. It's a 14-year round trip. And they say, yep, we're, we're ready. We're ready to go. Are they going to be mining with robotic, you know, like controlled things? I don't know if it's feasible if enough it's to going, send humans yeah, up there. Yeah, if it's going to the Kuiper belt, it would have to be because that's so far out. That's There's no past people Mars. in these things. They're okay, just yeah. sending robots saying, up yeah. there. That's what the... Yeah, right. uh, they're going to send robots. They'll come back later. I mean, money. Now, remember, too, this could also be like NFTs. You just go to every dentist you know and every uncle and you say, hey, would you like to give me money? And in 14 years, and you're going to be really rich. And your could have right. a bar of gold from... Yeah, and sure, you tell them that. They give you a bunch of money. Business, though, yeah, is you make a promise. I get to you drive... get investors, you sell it, and you get out. Yeah, I get to drive around in my Bugatti. And then, you know, really, if you have that kind of money, there's a good chance you're going to be dead in 14 years anyway because you're older, right? Yeah. Yeah, it works. yeah. So, I think. I uh, I would like for this <laughs> to work, maybe. I think it's kind of... Fun makes it feel like we're living in the future. I got yeah. a better business. Okay. Um, this is something I've always thought about. Again, not cost effective yet, but maybe we can find a way to make it. Trash barges. We load up all the trash, all the microplastics before they become that. The stuff we cannot recycle and reuse. All the all the depleted uranium stuff that is bad for our environment. We put it on a space barge. Just send it to the sun. There's actually just a company that's currently it, doing that. It takes all that trash and then dumps it into Waller Creek. The C.J. Morgan Show. Learning brand new things daily, including manners, responsibility, accountability, how to file taxes, how to behave in public, how to apologize. 101X.